Welcome to nope. Ending nope. Pending. Nope. nope, different podcast. I'm your not host, Ronnie. Nope. Uh, hello and welcome to Fan Fiction is Good, actually a podcast about how fan fiction is good, actually. Um, this is a special episode, a special bonus Evan, episode. what's special about it? This feels like a regular old Fan Fiction is Good, actually, episode well, to me. Well, first of all, you've never been on an episode of Fan Fiction is Good, actually. You got so me there. That's, yeah, it's you, special, you got me there. Special because Ronnie's here. I'm here. Special because I'm drunk. Um, you guys are a little <laughs> tipsy, I think. Andy's here, too. Andy's here. <laughs> about to introduce I'm Andy. I'm here. Andy has been on an episode of Fan Fiction is Good Actually before because you came into my room and talked about Robbins. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I stand by everything I said. Also, I right. Andy is about to or has recently been, depending on what order these come out, uh, is about to be or has recently been on an episode of Fan Fiction is Good Actually where we talked about trans wizard Harriet Porber and the bad boy Paris Aropolis. Yeah, it was a good time. Can't wait or it will be a good it. time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time travel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is a very special episode. Uh, I'm here with the co-hosts of my other podcast, Ending Pending, Andy and Ronnie, and we're, this is the one we're going to talk about perhaps the most inexplicable fan fiction specific genre trope fetish that has ever come out of the internet probably um what is it what the, is it <laughs> um it this is the this is the thing known as the omega verse and or a b o that's a Slash B slash Age oh. Bex Ocation. <laughs> and we're doing this because of Patreon, right? Like, you have to explain this to us because of a Patreon. No, thing? I don't think so. Or you got a certain amount of listens, babe? Yeah. Something like some that. Subs on, on the subs um, on the old. Well, whose so fault is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, right before. Um, Pinecast stopped tracking subscriptions because. Apple podcast shit the bed, I guess. Oh, did they do they that? They did, yeah. You think I would know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, Pinecast released a thing that was like, uh, Apple changed their program. They changed their whole podcast system, and there's no way for us to like extract subscribers anymore so we're just mm. not reporting subscribers right before that happened i hit 100 <laughs> subscribers <laughs> so that's a meaningless statistic now but uh this was my bonus episode for i did a bonus episode for 50 subscribers mm. and i'm doing a bonus episode for 100 subscribers what i think i'm gonna do i haven't like sussed this out fully yet i think i'm gonna put part of this as a freely available episode and put part of it on the patreon because I uh, am banking on this being some good content. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. We a little hype, hype train going yeah. on this one. Well, I mean, if nothing else, at least someone listening will, for the first time in their lives, understand vaguely what Yo Megaverse is. Yeah. Uh, so Andy has read some fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Ronnie has read significantly less fan fiction. Yes. Do you have you guys ever heard of this? Yes. Do you know? Do you know what is your impression? Just a vague, vague overview. What's your impression? I saw uh, a TikTok that tried to avoid things that would get the TikTok taken down. Oh, yeah. So I learned nothing <laughs> uh, from that, and uh, all 
all I know is that it is it is uh, sexual in nature. It sure and, is. And also maybe there's animals in well maybe not animals, furries. No, no. Uh, not just maybe you're animals. you're in the there's like a Venn diagram overlap of people who like this and people who are furries. I have expended all of yeah. my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so I've read quite a bit of fanfic in my day. I know to avoid these fanfics. Like I, I, I have touched enough of them that I'm like, I don't think this is for me. Um, I know that it has like stratas of like alpha and betas and stuff. Like it's kind of got like a werewolf hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I think there's uh, like the, I think it's gay. I think it's mostly all gay shit. And uh, I think there might be some M preg stuff in there. I think <laughs> there, yeah. there. I think there are dicks that inflate and like <laughs> get get stuck. And I think there's the Star Trek. You have to have sex or you die thing. That yeah, the Vulcans you're have. on. You're definitely on the right. I got. Track. I got some. Yeah, some you've got, you've cultural got a, osmosis. You've got a vague impression of what's going on. So I don't know if they're are they all werewolves? Is that no, no, not, no? Um, this is going to be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> inflating dicks. <laughs> was I read about the inflating dicks? I always pictured it like a. Yeah, I used to make balloon yeah. animals, and I always pictured it. The TikTok was something about a, a, presumably a dick being enclosed in something and trapped in there. I think, I think that. Ha- I think the. Dick get stuck okay i think that's a big thing that's okay. a, there's a thing about that i'm gonna i'm gonna explain that as in as clinical as way a way as possible as i can when we get yeah, to that you don't part. want tiktok to take this down yeah we don't want tiktok to take this podcast down um so i've uh i've had to contemplate for a long time about how to characterize what abo is because it's not exactly a trope and it's not exactly a genre and it's sort of a kink but not exactly and what I've landed on is that it is a world-building element that can be simultaneously all of those things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sexual, it's a storytelling tool, it's a shorthand that people understand. When you when you see something tagged as Omegaverse or tagged as ABO, like people know what they're in for. They're in the fan fiction sure. community. So it falls into the rough general category of xenobiology. Does that mean anything to you? Mm, I mean, specifically, it makes me think of xenomorphs from Alien, but I don't. Is you gave me a look? Unless that's <laughs> unless I'm on the right track. Is it just like alien biology? Yeah, that's okay, exactly okay, what it okay. is. Dope, yeah, non dope, dope, dope. Yep, non-human anatomical elements that a character might have. So it's common in science fiction. You're sure. you have humanoids, yes. you know, um, and this is. You know, you see this in Star Trek or really any other science fiction because mm-hmm. you have to have alien characters that are human enough that we can relate to them and also generally human-shaped enough that we can have sex with them. This is a very common fan fiction trope. I, I, so, Like how Klingons have two dicks. Sure, if they you said do. That not I don't long know. ago on a different thing. Is that yeah. is that a thing? That is something okay. that fan fiction created okay. and has been made canon oh. in Star Trek Discovery. Oh. There's a Klingon peeing against the wall and uh, like outside a bar, and there's two streams. And it was fan fiction writers who like God damn created you. that. God damn you, Star Trek, you dirty bitch. <laughs> 
Star Trek is kinky. This is actually tied into Star Trek loosely as well. So, and I also want to take like a little sidebar here to say that like I am not like a bona fide expert on the Omega Verse. I said bone. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was very good. That was very good. <laughs> that wasn't I'm, a deliberate. I'm pun more laughing at the fact that Evan's like I've spent a lot of time talking about Omega Verse. I want you to know that I'm not into this. <laughs> this is not That's my not, thing. That's not okay. I'm not like I don't want to. I don't want to shame anybody because this is like a perfectly harmless thing that people are into. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like my thing specifically, but I'm not like an expert on it. I haven't sure. like read voraciously every Omega Verse thing, but um, like I've been I've been in the fan fiction reading community for a long enough time that I have I think I have a good understanding of mm-hmm. how this works. Okay, so xenobiology it's com- very common in science fiction. You might, like, even characterize, like, the difference between, like, elves and humans in fantasy as xenobiology. Like, maybe, like, maybe tieflings have, like, some different anatomical elements than humans do. Or, like, uh, like, King Shark in the, in the DC comics and how he canonically fucks John Constantine. Like, he's, like, that's, King Shark is, uh. What? It was in the DC animated movie content. Well, I'm, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I know. John Constantine fucks Swamp Thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if 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 a fan fiction, if you're reading fan fiction and it's tagged with the term xenobiology, and it's a mature rated fan fiction, that most likely means they got weird dicks. Is what that means. Is there xenobiology things that are G-rated? Like, Probably, is there, there's yeah. stuff that's like, okay. But you gen, like, that's not something that you would usually bother to tag. That's what if I'm it's saying. G-rated. Yeah, like, the reason that uh, mature-rated fanfictions will tag something as xenobiology is to give you a heads up that right. there's going to be weird dicks. Right. Like, just in case you're not into that, they give you, you know. Right. This I, is something I that I follow they... some very interesting porn artists on Patreon who mm-hmm. draw some just awesome weird dicks. It's sure, great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe some weird orifices, too. Yeah. Maybe. That's fair. Because yeah. xenobiology is... It can get out can... there. Yeah. Right. But it's just... anything. Yeah. It's yeah. just giving you It's just giving you a heads up. Yeah. Uh, if this is a mature fan fiction, that you're going to be in for some right. weird dicks. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's very common. Weird dicks is common in in mm-hmm. fan fiction because you've got a lot of fantasy yeah stories you've got a lot of science fiction stories and people like to have fun with weird dicks sometimes a little shape of water if you will yeah a little guillermo del toro yeah 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 um and i do want to stress that in the context of this kind of fan fiction this is not like a bestiality thing like these are sentient characters who are capable of consent and they just have some weird body parts you know, this is uh, this is separate from like bestiality. Um, as a trope, it's something that's very easy to do in fan fiction as opposed to like in traditional pornography. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like I, sure, there's weird dildos or or whatever, but like visual porn doesn't have the budget for sure, that. Fan sure. fiction, you can go really wild with the weird dick stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that you're you can you can imagine how. If the idea of xenobiology already exists, it already has a foothold in fan fiction communities because of science fiction, 
it's not a big jump for that to appear in fantasy stories or in monster stories or in supernatural stories because there's humanoid non-humans in those mm -hmm. right so you got your vampires and you got some mermaids and like you who know, doesn't like want to fuck a dracula like the dude mm -hmm. from shape of water you know yeah. strahd um, fish boy and this this is the through line that has led us to ABO. I think I I believe that this th like this cuts directly into where we got ABO and like the 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 line in there is werewolves. Mm. Like at mm. any point of this out there's definitely a link to werewolves. I thought they were werewolves. They're not werewolves? Not always. Okay. No, it started are, are uh sometimes oh werewolves. I mean even werewolves are sometimes werewolves yeah. most yeah. Of the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, like, werewolves get you on the right track, but this is even more specific than that. Okay. Are you familiar with the debunked concept known as alpha theory? Yep. No. Okay. So, um, alpha theory was developed from observing wolves who were captured in different areas and then put in an enclosure together. And because the wolves were all unfamiliar with each other, they were, they were stressed. Like, they had... They, they were under stress because they were in, in captivity with a bunch of strangers, and they fight a lot. Uh, and typically, one of the bigger, stronger wolves would kind of bully all the other wolves. So the gentleman making these observations, his name was Rudolf Schenkel. He called the big bully wolf the Alpha, and he posited that there were ranked hierarchies in wolf packs where the Alphas were the biggest and the toughest, and they got to reproduce, and then there were the betas, who were like second fiddle wolves. And then there were omega wolves. And omega wolves were the loser virgin nerd wolves. Okay. Like bottom of the totem pole. Alphas were the chads. And omegas were the virgins. And betas were like the regular dude wolves. Interesting. I it, did not realize that that was debunked. Oh, it, fully debunked. Not real. Very good. It, it yeah. has become like a toxic, like dude bro horoscope thing or like Hogwarts yeah. houses yeah. where there's like they've created like all of these other like gamma I'm a gamma wolf and it's like gamma wolves like long walks on the beach and like <laughs> like and and do like poetry and art like there's right. literally like a fucking like green lantern ring yeah. for mm -hmm. each of these wolves Interesting. and yeah. they all categorize themselves and give tutorials on how to be this type or that type yeah bonkers shit for it all is the amount of times i was called a beta in high school i'm really glad to know that there was some ranks below that that i could have really <laughs> yeah I, I was really pretty tough with the top yeah, of yeah, yeah. Be like. beta is really not that bad yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah, so not like in real wolf packs, uh, the real wolf packs, by which I mean like wolf packs that form organically in nature, it's usually two adult parent wolves and then their offspring of various ages. And that's why it kind of appears that there's like a male and a female in charge. Sure. It's just because they're like the oldest wolves in the sure. group. And then when like the young ones grow up and decide they don't want to hang out with the parents anymore, they go and they find their own mate, and they form their own pack. And they say so, that capitalism formed the nuclear family. It's in nature, people. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so, any... Like, this Alpha, Beta, Omega theory, even though it was garbage, it stuck around for a really long time. It's really pervasive mm -hmm. in, like, culture. I, not, I, I literally... Yeah. I thought I... Did not think yeah. about that because you said debunk, and I was like, "Well, wolves have alphas, but that's yeah, not, I didn't know." Uh, there are whole like there are books about business about how to sure. be like an alpha businessman sure. because nature does 
that it doesn't but anyway th this is related i promise okay um so a very important part of abo world building is loosely based on this flawed understanding of wolf pack dynamics so the first stories that were categorizable as what we now call abo were male male mlm fanfics specifically in the supernatural fandom multi-level marketing fanfics nope <laughs> men men who love men men, oh, men loving men yay. mlm yeah male slash male fanfic you know what it's i'm glad that the gays are finally getting involved in fanfic i'm glad that they're finally getting to take a crack at this age-old medium <laughs> um so yeah the supernatural fandom has given us so much uh of fan fiction culture and like you can i mean there's plenty to criticize about supernatural but boy did they get creative with with fan fiction so uh the very first abo fan fictions were supernatural fan fictions and they relied on the idea that some males were alphas and some males were betas and some were omegas and this was not just a social hierarchy but a biological reality. Can I guess? Where there, yeah. Was Dean the Alpha, I, Sam the Beta, and Castiel the Gay Angel? The I, I don't actually I don't actually know. Oh. I'm not I'm not I'm not right in. Fan fiction is good actually, Pod, and well, tell him. Who was the Alpha, who was the Beta, and who was the Omega? I have to imagine this is fan fiction that was open to interpretation in the community. Well, no, I think I, bear, in mind, directly. bear in mind that Castiel does not turn up until later seasons. So in the early Supernatural oh, fandom, yeah, true. almost all of them were Sam Dean fucking... He, yeah. he turns up in season four because he grips Dean tight and pulls him from perdition, mm -hmm. which is a very homoerotic line. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So could you tell I used to be a supernatural fan? <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Uh, this, oh boy. Uh, I I I'm sure that fan lore can tell you exactly like when the 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 first ABO fan fictions were released, and I read some I read some quotes about those that I did not include. I judiciously did not include in uh, my notes for this episode. But um. Yeah, so in these in these original supernatural, like OG ABO fan fictions, uh, like the deal is that the when when you have alphas and betas and omegas, this is not this is not a social hierarchy, but there are physiological sexual differences between these three categories of dudes, right? So and bear in mind that uh, like everyone was shipping dudes in this and brothers and brothers in this case yes hmm. is in did incest remain an important aspect of abo not no not in okay. general it's just that it just so happens that supernatural had a lot of incest fic are wolves they, if they're in the same pack are they related i don't know shit ooh. about wolves um it, wolves incest is that why like that was a thing well i mean this is based on a flawed theory right. anyway well, sure. So the the and also well, if they were taken from captivity in right. this original study, then they probably weren't related. Yeah. But yeah. in a real wolf pack in the wild, are these wolves all fucking their siblings? I mean, these this isn't real anyway. Okay. None of okay. this is real. None of this is real. <laughs> okay. uh, incest is not like an integral part. I thought you were about to say ABO. incest isn't real, and I was like, wait, <laughs> no, what? It's it in the is Bible. not. 
Incest is not like integral okay, to the okay, concept. Okay. I'm it's just, just yeah. I've been reading a lot of A Song of Ice and Fire lately, so my brain is yeah. like latching on to this. Continue. All right. This Are is... Cersei and Jamie ABO? Sorry, continue. No. Um This is the part where I have to explain dog penises. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna Wait, be why? Please bear with me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like as clinical as possible about this. Okay. But this is a part of the trope, so we gotta talk about it. Canine penises are different from human penises. The canine penis has a portion of the shaft that is, uh, I don't know if it's clinically called a knot, but it's called a knot in fan fiction. And at a certain point where the animal has engaged in mating, this portion of the penis will engorge pretty dramatically, and that like anchors it in the female canine until the animal ejaculates. So basically, I've heard of this. Once they're doing it and they're committed, it is physiologically extremely difficult to interrupt wolves or dogs or whatever mid fuck. So the knotted penis thing is a very common element of ABO fan fiction. So generally, the alphas, the physiological aspect that the alphas have is that they 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 have a real big dick with like a canine style knot on their penis right and uh like this this is this is a physiological thing that they have um also the alphas typically fall into a lot of like problematic toxic masculinity tropes like being really aggressive and really sexual and really protective and all that sort of shit so the role that beta males play in this varies a lot uh typically the sexual relationship is between an alpha and an omega and the betas are just kind of regular uninteresting dudes right so betas can have uh, roles in stories, but it's really like dealer's choice. Like the author decides like whether the betas resemble an alpha more or an omega more or neither, whether they have like any unusual biology or whether they're just kind of regular dudes. So it seems strange to me that this is very specifically like queer yeah. love stories. Oh, we're getting to it. But is like playing up these really toxic views of masculinity mm. and i'm not quite sure i'm following the uh through line there my best guess is, is is this being written by straight people uh most of the time it uh, we're gonna i'm gonna get okay my my if, thing that i keyed in on was that it's strange that this is like specifically mlm stuff with this like physiological thing specifically being like a reproductive mm-hmm. trait which, but then I remembered the imprex, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna sit yeah, back yeah, here yeah. for a moment. So this is where this is uh, like the omega, the omega male quote unquote concept, is where the whole idea stops having anything to do with even vaguely a tenuous relationship to reality. So they they, they took these terms from this wolf study, um, and the weird not the we- true. Well, the wolf yeah, study yeah, a, they they mess. took they took the terms from the wolf study, and the wolf study wasn't. But like this, I mean, that's not yeah. really that's not really relevant. But this is just what inspired the sure. like trope. Um, and like the weird dick xenobiology thing was was inspired by wolves or werewolves or whatever. 
but in ABO, the omega males generally can become pregnant if they get uh, if they get boinked by an alpha, and sometimes a beta can impregnate an omega. Sometimes not, but the omegas physiologically sometimes have both a penis and a vagina. They sometimes get pregnant via butt stuff. Sometimes the prose is less than polished and the exact method is kind of unclear about what orifice is involved. Um, so I'll take a brief, a little detour to explain mpreg or male pregnancy because this is a trope that had already existed in fan fiction. Ronnie looks very stressed. I'm, I, I'm good. I think, I think I'm good. I will say, I will say for, for a little bit of, of chaos, uh, the reason that I know what Mpreg is, is from Sonic uh, <laughs> art. <laughs> from, from, from some Sonic uh, deviant art. That piece. sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy. Right. So... Uh, yeah, mpreg is a concept that already existed. Um, sometimes this is a xenobiology thing. Aliens don't always have gender in the same way we do. Maybe they look masculine <laughs> to our human sensibilities, but maybe they can have children and that's normal for them. Um, mpreg is sometimes achieved by magic also in fantasy settings. And then every now and then you have a situation where it just happens and it isn't explained. But notably, in years upon years of encountering Mpreg fanfiction, only in the last maybe three years have I ever seen the explanation for Mpreg being that trans men exist. Mm. Better late than never, fanfic authors, I guess. But like the this whole thing, this whole like Mpreg thing, it, like just never acknowledged the existence of trans men until very very recently. Could have so. explained a lot. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a much easier. <laughs> anyway, okay. So like another another element of this whole thing is that omegas go into heat, like dogs. You know, in real life that that's how we describe it when a female animal is capable of becoming pregnant, and generally the male of that species can tell somehow, whether like visually or by smell or whatever. And humans don't have this. Humans are really unusual in that we're pretty fertile all the time. Um, so there are times when we're somewhat more or less likely to become pregnant, but humans are very weird in the animal kingdom. So we, do, we can just do that whenever. So the, the omega werewolves that aren't werewolves are like Vulcans. In and that, oh, they, you're, yeah. you're talking about the Ponfar thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love that. That's oh, do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to break down Ponfar? Yeah. 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 So okay. there, there was already there was a precedent for this, I mean, for something really similar to this in fan fiction because Star Trek, praise Star Trek, gave us the concept of Ponfar. This I'm not a Star Trek this person is canon, myself. Ronnie. This is canon. This is canon. Okay. This is canon yeah. yeah. This I mean, Star Trek is not something that I'm as familiar with as I would like to be. But in Star Trek, it is canon that Vulcans get insanely horny once every seven years or so, and if they don't fuck, they go insane and die. Mm. 
This you is, nailed that, yeah. Yeah. That is pond far. Yeah. This, this is like Spock, right? Yeah. yeah. Spock. Spock. Yeah. Because the, <laughs> yeah. so the Vulcans are extremely super, humanoid. <laughs> their Vulcans uh, are extremely logic based. Yeah. And uh, uh, have a uh, probably a feeling as being like kind of non sexual. Sure. Uh, especially like as played by Spock. Like, yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, Spock is very attractive. But like, the the reading of the in the show is that he's you know very like cold and calculating and not like Above very warm yeah. whereas Kirk is the horny motherfucker right, who's right, got to fuck right. everything right. but then the there's this one episode that goes into Ponfar where Spock like has to get laid or he's going to like the longer he resists this urge to do Ponfar he like gets you know more crazy and I think you can also resist Ponfar if you fight to the death. It's been a long time That's, since I've watched the original series. Uh, my understanding is that the fighting to the death was just because they couldn't do the fucking on yeah. TV. So, like they, so instead so of instead of getting laid, Spock murdered a motherfucker. A, yeah, it's an America. allegory. It's an allegory. Yeah. Uh, right. So, in ABO, the Omegas go into heat. The Omalfa, the Omegas go into heat, and the Alphas usually can smell it or can sense it somehow. And this sets up a lot of bodice ripper type scenarios. Love bodice rippers. Where the the powerful, aggressive, virile alphas are just so horny and the poor, weak omegas are so helpless and also just so horny because of the hormones and stuff. And the babies yeah. are just like, hey guys, I'll watch the car for you. <laughs> hey, I got some, uh, I got some pizza. You guys hungry? Oh, oh shit. Okay, I'll, uh, all right, I'll put it in the fridge for you. So now you may be thinking to yourself, I, there's a, like, I, I, I want you to try thing, and guess what I'm thinking to myself. The thing you may be thinking to yourself is, isn't this just heteronormativity with more steps? A little bit. The answer is yes. <laughs> You're right. This is this is, is a very heterosexual reading it of is, two men fucking. Yeah. This is um this what look I, I I I cannot presume to speculate. I don't know the gender identity of the people in the supernatural fandom who originally like came up with this idea. But there are a lot of cis women in fanfiction communities who write, like, MLM stories. And, frankly, I think that's fine. I think you should be able to write whatever you want. I, you have fun. Um, but this concept definitely originated from an extremely hetero mindset. I guess, thank you. <laughs> For sharing, I, I, I guess you're welcome. I, I took some pictures while we were recording, and some of the facial expressions are pretty great. I went through, I was processing a yeah. lot at one time, and I caught up eventually for most stuff. Like, I will definitely be texting you in the middle of the night. Like, I, I just caught up to some stuff. I want to stress that Ronnie does not read a lot of fan fiction. I don't. This was extremely brand new information I, for Ronnie. And I will say this, I need to. I understand that I have a flawed mentality on it in a lot of ways. 
Ronnie, um, you can do whatever you want. You don't have no, to read fan fiction if you don't feel to, like but it. I, but I, but as 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 a friend to somebody who has a fan fiction podcast, Ronnie, I should I should dabble in it in such a way that gives that erases at least my negative connotations of it. I can send you some good stuff. Yeah, Ronnie. that's what I'm saying. You, you know, tell me a ship you want, and I'll find but it I, for but you. But that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not like I'm not saying like I'm gonna get deep into the yeah. ABO community. I'm just saying. I know that there is good stuff out there yeah. that I'm missing out on because I'm just reading traditional media yeah. um, and not Ronnie, this. you should listen to the Transformers episode of uh, Fan Fiction. It's, it's a good, really actually. good episode. Because that, so Transformers cool. has its own tropes uh-huh. in the way that like ABO exists exclusively as a fan fiction trope. The Transformers community has its own like exclusive, specialized robot fucking uh, rules. It's real interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. The expression there on are, Ronnie's face there is are, very much. I learned that there are Transformers that just fuck regular cars. I didn't know that before that episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're the, also trans. There's no reason to not like that. I mean, there's no reason to like it either, but there's no. Um, they're also Transformers. Trans Transformers. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's, a, that's an easy road. Yeah. To go. To an easy road to go now. <laughs> Love that. That was great. Uh, okay. Okay. I think yeah. I think this episode's All right, done. We gotta let Ronnie go home. Thanks He's for trapped having in our me house. On fan fiction Thank is good. Actually, for having me on fan fiction I'm is good. Ronnie, actually. I'm sorry. This is your first episode on fan fiction is good. Actually, <laughs> this is my second or third, depending on time. Oh, yeah. the nature of linear yeah. time. Your audience is gonna get sick of me. Yeah, I love you both. Fan fiction is good, actually. Too. I love you. This was fan experience. fiction is is it is good. Actually. Yeah, I understand that this is not for everyone. <laughs> this is I wanna... this is a weird this is a weird introduction to fan fiction yeah. in general for me. But I still contractually have to say that it is good, actually, even though I have my qualms at this exact. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Whatever letter of the greek alphabet you may personally be i'm here to let you know that there are 30 more minutes of this episode that i have made into a secret bonus episode secret bonus content that is right after i got through my notes which were extensive myself and andy and ronnie talked about abo for another whole half hour and those 30 minutes of pure gold are now a patron-only episode. I normally only plug the Patreon in that tiny little sound bite at the end, so I hope you will forgive me for bringing it up right here, but the Where They May Radio Patreon is the home of three different podcasts, including this one, and there's a good chance that you might like the other two. They're all about media, and they're all extremely queer, so... If you want to and are able to, you can go to patreon.com slash WTM radio. You can pay $2 to hear us talk about the Omegaverse lawsuits and discuss trans representation in fan fiction, which is improving as time goes on. That's cool. Uh, we muse some more about the Bodice Ripper romance novels, the whole genre. And also, uh, you can hear our real-time reactions as we search a few things on AO3. Don't know why we did that, but it's it's good content. While you're there, maybe look through our other posts. Maybe you'll like them. Maybe you won't. Maybe you decide to give us $2 once and then you cancel your subscription. We won't begrudge you that. 
You do what you want. It's your money. But that's where the secret second half of this episode lives for our currently very tiny group of patrons who we are so, so grateful for. And you could be one of them, maybe. Fan Fiction is Good, actually, is part of Where They May Radio, a small family of podcasters just doing our best. You can keep up with Fan Fiction is Good, actually, on Twitter at fanficisgoodpod, and you can reach Evan via email at fanficisgood at gmail.com. For bonus content, including bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash wtmradio. Where they may radio. Fiction is Good, actually, is part of Where They May Radio, a small family of podcasters just doing our best. You can keep up with Fan Fiction is Good, actually, on Twitter at fanficisgoodpod, and you can reach Evan via email at fanficisgood at gmail.com. For bonus content, including bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash wtmradio. Where they may radio.